0: Hello and welcome to the Pinecast. Joining me today are Elliot and Alex. You can follow them on Twitter at Yankee Gunner and at underscore the Beck underscore. It's a pleasure to have you here, gentlemen. It's been a wild, wild month or so since we've done the last Pinecast, and a lot has been going on in the Arsenal world. Um, but first, thank you for being here. Uh, Alex, it's great to good to see your face again. As always. Right. You would think so. It's a great face. It is a great face, Ford. I try
1: to keep it up. It's very difficult. I'm gonna get punched one day, and it's gonna change everything.
0: That is likely. But your your uh, How should I say it? It's it's looking it's looking good. Quaff. quaff. He's quaffed. quaff. Quaff. It's start, You're gonna have a vivacious quaff. <laughs> Don't they me. say
2: b- Barnett? Isn't that the thing? In
1: in a
0: Barnett. A bloody yeah. Barnett. Well, good good work with that. It's it's coming along nicely. Well, look, there has been a lot a lot of action going on in the Arsenal. I,
2: I don't I don't get introduced.
0: Well, Elliot, you get introduced <laughs> all the time. We've, we've already established <laughs> you're the podcast horror, and so hey, everybody knows you I, from every. Sorry, this is this is uh, this is Elliot Smith of uh, the Arse to Mouse podcast, the Arsenal Vision post match, uh, yes. regular guest on the Ars America podcast, yeah. occasional tick, guest tick. on the Pint Cast. Oh, what what, what, have, what have I missed? Is there like a uh, Soccer no, today or something? Any other generic. No, no one
2: else will have me on. Okay, well, all of I'm those like,
0: things—he is omnipotent. I'm like
2: a zombie, except instead of brains, I, I just wander around the street going podcast.
0: Who will listen? Listen to me talk shit. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's been plenty of stuff that's worthy of shit talk as well as it's I know there's been a bit of both, so you know every week i kind of want to be missed the podcast you know i've missed the chance after a few big wins to have one and we're like oh shit and then it's all went to shit again and, you know as we go up and down which is our turbulent roller coaster life that is being an arsenal supporter um but this is a very big week in arsenal in the season two huge huge matches for us starting with barcelona tomorrow and potentially more importantly uh manchester united on sunday um Alex, we've been here before with Barcelona, with Bayern, these big, big ties against the European heavyweights. How do you feel going into this match tomorrow, and how do you feel about Arsenal's chances this year as as opposed to other years?
1: You know, you say we've been here before, but at the same time, we haven't. Because usually at this stage of the season, when we face Barcelona, the, the two times we've faced them over the couple of years, we've had our entire team decimated by injuries. We've had to play Bloody Silvestre, and, and we've had, had like
0: turn leg. oh
1: god, yeah. We've had to play like literally our second string almost, bar one or two world class players at the time, and I think that now it's like kind of the opposite. We have our main, I mean, our main core. They still they've been there for most of the season. You know, we've been lucky in the sense that we've had a lot of the defense and the strike force there, but at the same time, like we've had the midfield injured, decimated for so long. And I'm amazed that we're still in three competitions at this stage of the season with everyone coming back. Like I'm, I'm amazed. And I'm so, so happy that that's the case. I just hope that our form is coming to us when we need it the most because it feels like we've got like ten cup finals in a row. Every match now feels like a cup final. I'm excited, I'm scared, I'm shitting my fucking pants. It's not good. But it's also amazing. That's this is why we're fans.
0: Well, I feel like so. there's, you know, we have we have history with these sort of matches. It hasn't really gone well for us in any of these years. I feel almost like I mean, look, there's big pressure on us in this match tomorrow, but Massive. Look, everybody knows that Barcelona is as good, if not better, than we've ever seen them in recent years. You know? The numbers support. I mean, I heard I heard the stats on the ArsCast extra this morning. You know, it's something like like close to two hundred fucking goals and like eighty assists between their front three since, since Suarez has joined them, which is fucking yeah. fucking insane numbers. You know, Messi's got like seventy six and seventy seven, something like that. And you have these numbers. Well, with...
1: well they are they are mutants. They're mutants. They're, mutants. They're not real people. You but can't... I
0: mean, but there's no real expectation. There's an expectation that Arsenal might have enough to give them a game, but no one's expecting them to go through. Which. Well,
1: I and mean, any, anyone that doesn't pay their taxes, like I don't expect them to like lose anything. You know, if you can get away with not paying your fucking taxes, you can get away with every fucking thing. They, hey, they might is, as well murder us. Hey, Neymar's
0: like, Neymar's yacht was, was seized, wasn't it? Come on, there's there's something going on there.
1: I don't know. It's it's fucked up. Yeah,
0: but but you have you have a situation here where there is there is pressure to perform, but there isn't an expectation that we're going to get through against Barcelona. So I feel like can it's give kind us a, of old, though, isn't it? It it is odd, but I mean, we're the only team that's really given them a scare in the past few years. I mean, how many ties have they been losing going back into the home leg, or you know, had had this match still in the balance really as far along as, as we've done in the past? Very so, rarely, very rarely. Uh, and when they've
1: lost the first leg or drawn it, they've usually lost the second leg or drawn that as well. So,
0: right, and I mean, you know, it's it's a very rare occasion. We're talking about you know because they don't they make it to the semifinals every year of the Champions League. They don't they don't go out before then. So, it's a uh, it's it's a daunting task to say the least. But I mean, you think the boys are up for it? For once, like you said, we have a team relatively fit. You know, ninety percent of the players that matter are all fit, and basically the entire core of our, our main squad, except for what except for Kazorla, right? Everyone else basically is, yes, that's it. is there. So. You have all that to, to take into consideration. I think we have a chance to go out there and, uh, and make a statement tomorrow. Elliot, your thoughts going into Barcelona tomorrow?
2: I don't know. I I have no expectation that we'll get anything from it. Um, I don't think there's any point in having any expectation that we'll get anything from it. I think, you know, we can we can almost be the Leicester in this case, right? Instead of being really nervous and playing with nervousness because it's Barcelona's Champions League, maybe we can have the freedom of not feeling like anything is expected of us. I mean, we still have a big opportunity in the FA Cup, a big opportunity in our domestic competition. This is sort of a cherry on top. It's a chance to measure yourself against the best. Um, you know, if you rate yourself as one of the best, this is how you measure yourself. And I think you can view it as fun, right? I mean, this is fun. You get to play against Messi and Neymar and Suarez and and show your stuff. And if you lose, it's fine because lo- there's no shame in losing to this team and anything you get from it is a bonus. So I, I think you can play with freedom. You know, I, I think the manager may have a trick or two up his sleeve with the with the team selection as well, because we've seen, whether it was against Bayern Munich when he picked Sonogo, I realize there was sort of extenuating circumstances in a hotel room with Giroud around that, but, you know, the FA Cup final where he picked Theo to start. I think we've seen a lot of situations in big cup games where the manager has... has Made decisions you might not have expected, so it wouldn't surprise me to see to see Danny Welbeck start, for example. Um, yeah, maybe for him give, to give pick me your, give me your wild
0: Give me your wild card solution, or what's gonna what's gonna happen? What's the big?
2: If he's fit enough, I think Welbeck will start.
0: Um, start wide or start up top?
2: I think he'll start up top, and I think he'll leave Giroud out.
1: Interesting. I think he'll start wide.
2: With no Theo, then so Alexis, Welbeck, and Giroud.
1: No, I think Theo Welbeck and Alexis.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think interchangeable. Sure. Right. Um, but it, by the way, I'm 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 feeding my baby during this. <laughs> sure literally feeding literally feeding my baby. That's not that's not like. Is that a my, baby, my baby isn't Giroud hate, and I'm feeding it by saying he won't pick him. Although
1: that might. I'm be, feeding yeah. my baby too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Feed your baby. I might feed my baby a little of that, but me not that baby. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I just think. No one expects us to get anything from this. I certainly don't expect us to get anything from this. I think a hammering could have negative effects on our season, but anything other than that, I don't think really matters too much. I don't buy into the theory that we could rotate for the second leg if we lose the first leg. You just you don't do that in the Champions League unless you're Brendan Rodgers. But I I I think yeah. I mean by the way that I mean that of all the things Rodgers did wrong, I think that was one of the worst. But you know, to me, you say we have fit players, I think Pazorla has arguably been the biggest miss, someone to pick the ball up from the back four who can break press and, and bring the ball into the attack, which we And don't he'll really be have.
1: back after the second leg is over, so... <laughs> of course he will,
2: yeah, of course. That's That makes complete sense. And he would
1: probably be the most effective player against Barcelona.
2: Yep, yep, and I mean, so. I mean, we don't. you know the problem, we don't have him, we don't have Wilshire. we don't have Rosicky, we don't have any of the players who can dribble through midfield, which I think if you can get past the initial are suppressed, they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable at the back. Neymar, Messi, and Suarez aren't going to track back at all. So if you can break that first press, if you can dribble that first guy, you get a shot. But Cochran's not going to do that. I don't, you know, Ramsey can can bring the ball forward, but he's, he's not tricky in tight spaces. So the worry is, what do we do when that, when that first press happens? Um, we haven't done well with it. Um, Ramsey Cazorla, uh, pardon me, Ramsey Coughlin, Ramsey Flamini, those midfields haven't looked super functional. So Well, maybe... well look,
0: look, we've hardly seen the Ramsey Coughlin. They've had, what, two matches together?
2: No, I, I, look, I, like, I get it. It could, it could magically click, but you just look at, the, at what's needed to get past Barca's midfield. You know, once you get past that initial press, Barcelona are very vulnerable. We, we saw Las Palmas even do it at the weekend, and I realized that Barca wasn't playing their full team and maybe had one eye on this match. But ultimately, I don't expect much. If I could pick a player to have back, ironically, it would be Cazorla. Um, you know, Alexis maybe being so motivated for this match, maybe that, that'll be the thing to help him find some form. Because yeah, ho- Hopefully, because that, that be, you up. know
0: he's going to be worked up. So I'm just hoping we get the good side of that, because we've seen the bad side of that as well. And against a team like Barcelona, where our possession is going to be at such a premium when we get it, you know, we really got to hope he's not trying to force too much there's too many errant passes because that's the big thing, right? You, you know, know what I mean? worries me? I, I think it'd be
2: natural to say, let's sit deep, play in a low defensive block and try to counterattack. I think sitting deep and giving possession of this Barcelona team is just basically like a stay of execution at best. Like, th- they're going to find a way through.
1: Well, but we have but to, to press.
2: You have to, exactly. But that's, my, that's exactly right. I couldn't agree more, Ax. Like, we have to press. We have to put pressure on them. If we sit deep, and let them have space in the final third to try to pick passes. They'll 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 pick us apart. There's too much talent there. I think well, I, where I think, you can exploit. I, I think them there's as pressing.
0: a I think there's a compromise there. I mean, because we do. I mean, I feel like we are going to play in a bit of more of a contained shell. You would think, but but I mean, like you said, the pressing is going to be of, a, of absolute an absolute necessity. Um, so I mean, I think there's a way that we kind of play compact and tight, and you know, maybe we give them we're not we're not going to press high high up the field, but. You know, Maybe
1: we'll see a bipolar team where like Alexis, Theo, and Welbeck will press with Ozil, and then Ramsey and Cochellan will be reserved, and our fullbacks will be more reserved unless it's an opportunity, because but we've but seen two worst, fullbacks.
2: But but Alex, I think then you, you wind up with that worst-case scenario with Arsenal, we've seen it, when there's huge spaces between the midfield and the yeah, free 3 and that's a and problem. There's, there's no connector there. I think, as weird as it sounds, I think this is a game where Ramsey and Cochellan will have to play on the midfield stripe or higher when they can... That they'll need to step up and and create that pressure. But that might
1: mean everyone. That might we'll see like two. We'll press them as high as we can with two fullbacks, both of them. I want Bellerin to score against them. I want them to like obliterate them. <laughs> like yeah, I think Bellerin against Alba is
2: like. The the one cause for optimism too is if I and I could be remembering this totally wrong, but if I'm remembering correctly, I think that Kachalny was always very effective against Suarez when they played Liverpool. That he didn't. I don't think he had big games against us. Um, no, I realize that now you could contain him and Neymar and Messi could shred you and so can Iniesta and so can Rakitic and so on and so forth. Um, Yeah. But, you you know, you can talk about style all you want. Like, they have the quality that we don't in the final third. And and it's so funny because it's a tale of two teams in that respect, right, which is they have goals in abundance in their attack. And if there's one thing you'd say that this squad really is missing right now, it's that one spark that you think that guy's reliably going to get us goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Any, any, uh, Alex. When it comes to the lineup, anything you see big changes being made?
1: No, I mean, I, the only reason I think at home he might also be tempted for Giroud, but I think that Barcelona, like their defense, can be exploited in different ways. If Austin says that you know, playing both the Giroud is going to help make the team more like better at countering on the wings, then I can see it happening. But at the same time, like. I don't know, like what he sees in the game right now, because it's it's so difficult to think that it's because Barcelona play fast that we're going to play fast as well. We're we're going to break no matter what because we have the players to do it now. But
0: and look, when we did well, have success, like, when we did have success against them, it was it was on the break, and we have a team that's much more built for that. And like that's, yeah, I I, I do see why that could be a big reason for the inclusion of Welbeck or Theo at center forward potentially instead of Giroud. But the yeah. the big thing I'm worried about, say say you do play Theo, is that how often do we see his, you know, his ball retention skills up there? You know, I mean, like seeding possession when the ball gets up there is going to be such a huge factor because that's if there's one thing that Giroud can do quite well is hold the ball up better than it's almost bat- any centre forward.
1: It's the battling. I fear that with Theo, we will have less of a battle between the strikers and the, and the defense, but we'll have more of a okay, who can who can catch you out, okay. And obviously I'd rather, I mean, I would hope that Theo could do well against either Matthew or Vermaulen or even Piquet, but at this point, like, it almost depends on the form. Uh, well, it's, it's going to be, be
0: Mascherano had- and Piquet, right? I mean, unless are there are injuries there- that we should know about. Well, I mean, that's the first choice pairing. Those other guys come in. Okay. Vermaulen hardly gets a match. Um but, I mean, look, I, yeah, I, th- I think he'd be really useful. I, I like the idea of using, um, of using Danny Welbeck on the wing. You know, we know he prefers the left, but that's where Alexis is, and that sure as fuck isn't changing. Um, but, I mean, do either, either of you see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain playing tomorrow from the start? No way. No, no way? Concedes too much possession, you know, right?
1: The, the irony, the irony, he's in better form than Alexis, in my opinion, but he, he's not going to get game. He's nowhere near the quality. Like
0: No. No, you have to. You have the, the to. The difference is
2: one of them has a proven track record of being in, you know, sensational world class dominating form, and the other is still trying to prove himself at the highest level. I, the The only yeah. other problem I have is, look, you know, Alexis is going to play. So, so here's my argument. Alexis is going to give the ball away. It's just part of his game, even when he's in, in form. Right. You can only have so many guys in the team against Barca who are going to give the ball away. And If you play Ox and Alexis, yeah, you I run the that. risk of too many.
1: No, I mean, you're right. I mean, if we're going to have to have Wellbeck on the right or someone who can basically retrieve the ball back or try to force them to give in the ball back. And Barcelona, one of the best sides of possession I've ever seen. So we're going to have to raise our game. And only if we play a world-class game can we get something out of the game. But at this point, like you said earlier, like I, w- I would not be against or I wouldn't mind as much if we got a draw because as long as our spirits are high... That's all that matters. I really think that it's odd to think that the Premier League focus should be on the Premier League because the Champions League is the biggest competition in the world. But when you're measuring the pros and cons of every situation, of course we're going to feel like this is like a distraction. But we have to turn it into a good distraction.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, yeah, I, we, I, don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it as a bad distraction. You know, people, t- people say that shit, and look, maybe, maybe the tie will be over after tomorrow. There's a decent chance that that will happen, but. In our last couple tries against them, there's you know we've been left with all all the play for still. So, you know, like there's no reason we should cheapen it. Like you said, go for it all out for now and, until until it's not a competition anymore. And like you said, to to your point, Elliot, what you said earlier, you know, we're talking about you know I can't even pronounce the name of the team that fucking Man United was playing in the Europa League last week. Mish-
1: Mish- Mid- Midland, Mid-
0: Midland, Michelum, Michelum, they're Danish. Yeah,
2: there you go, Michelum.
0: Right, so mitchell like they who the fuck is That's that?
2: That's world oh, class, though, man. What do you what do you expect Manchester United to do against Michalum? Like to be fair,
1: they don't
0: problem. have the
2: weapons to keep up with Michalum. You know,
1: yeah. okay.
0: United, you know, grinding out the replay against Shrewsbury Town today. Mm-hmm. Well done, well
1: done. My best, one of my one of my brother's best friends from class. He plays for Shrewsbury Town. He's on my Facebook, and he was like, "Oh, we're going to spank United." Obviously, they lost, but.
0: Hey, they, you know, he got they, lucky. As they, usual, they earned a replay. They got they got their money out of it. You know, Shrewsbury's pretty happy. Look, look. All I all I know is I'm happy Louis Van Gaal is still there until we face them next week. But before we get to United, because we will get to that, right now, it is the Pinecast. We always give score previews and predictions. Give me your score for this match tomorrow, Alex.
1: I think it will be three one to us. Wow! What? Uh, <laughs> bold as hell. Bold as hell. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It could go. It could go either
0: way. And You're so drunk. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm gonna go for a one-one draw. That's that's where I'm gonna go, Elliot. So understand. optimistic. It's not bad. It's not a bad I, result. I see
2: this being a little bit crazy. I, I think three-two Barcelona. I think they're very vulnerable at the back. I think especially you know, like I said, if you can get past that initial press and and you have guys who can run at them, they'll be vulnerable. Um, but I, I think we have some of the same problems defensively. I don't think our midfield right now has the fluency and the control that, that we would like it to have. I don't know that we have the right players to press the way you need to to be effective against them. I just think at the at the highest level, there there is not a team in the world that can score goals in bunches like they can. So I think we'll play better than maybe a lot of people are expecting, and it'll still wind up being a, a fairly disappointing result. I, I think lots of goals, 3-2.
1: Guys, so, you know something? I don't think Barcelona have faced a bad defense than ours this season, and I'm just putting that out there. If you think about our defense as a whole, what about
0: Atletico? I don't think.
1: No, I think our defense is better than Atletico's.
0: Let's let's not get carried away.
1: <laughs> I'll, I mean... I'm getting carried away. Well, I'm already so up as well. The...
2: They certainly haven't faced anything like a strike force whose best goal scorer has twelve league goals and whose second best goal scorer is six. <laughs> That's, <laughs> about... you know. Yeah. That That is really just the, the fear, right? Like that we play well, that we do hold them at bay, that we do the job defensively and that when the chances fall to us, we just don't take them. Cause right now, I mean, Giroud has 12 league goals. Alexis has six and Ramsey has four. That's, that's your arsenal leading scorers right now. It's a little worrying.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a bit troubling. I mean, honestly, if, if our guys could finish half the, I mean, just a slightly higher percentage of the chances, Ozil would already have 25 assists this season, you know, just yeah. creating yeah. those chances by far in, in Europe. Um,
1: but, but, but Ozil has also missed a lot of goal shots, like, chances himself, so... He has.
0: He has, but, I mean, like, you know, that is part of his game, and that is yeah. something that he has to deliver on, but, I mean, he's already delivering more goals than he usually is, so it's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to pin that on him when he's not the finisher, and he creates so many for others. I
1: pin on everyone. I have poor finishing from everyone.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, and we need... You know, you know who needs to find his fucking shooting boots tomorrow? Aaron fucking Ramsey. Because that's what makes yeah. him from, like... Premier League level to, like, a next-level kind of player. And that's but when we the goals. But, even
1: our, even our defenders, we're, we're used to five, six goals from Koscielny or Mertesacker. We're not even getting that.
0: Koscielny's got a few. We need that as well. Koscielny's got a couple Kshelny's of seasons. what? Two or three? One or two? Definitely has two. That's
2: not... He, didn't he miss a sitter header against Southampton in that draw?
0: Wasn't that a yeah, Mertesacker?
1: Or was that both? Mertesacker Merser missed... Koscielny. No, that was against Leicester. Mertesacker missed the one
2: against Leicester, the little cushion glancing header. Yep. So, I can count so many misses, misses. So many misses.
0: Like.
2: <laughs> you know, th- and that's the thing for me. Like, if you say the goal is to create good chances and then you just hope your players will finish them, then you stop looking at it as who are the goal scorers and you look at it as who can trouble the defense. And, like, my my principal problem with Olivier Giroud is not that he can't score goals. He quite clearly can. I just think the pers- the people that, to me, are going to cause the most challenges for that, that Barcelona defense are guys like Theo Welbeck. Alexis, the more dynamic pacey players.
1: Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't use Giroud against Barcelona to score goals. I would use him to, like, cause the, the whole defense to, like, go out of line. Move them away from other players, like Alexis. Move them away on the right. right. Because
2: so, so, Alex, I totally agree with you, but, like, let me ask you a question. Hypothetical, right? We kick long. Giroud comes deep to, to collect or to hold the ball up. In the league, we might have a lot of runners running in behind him and a lot of people flooding forward. But if we're in a more defensive but mindset... But happen against
1: Boso. He's going to be isolated.
2: That, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. going to be isolated. So you kick and the ball... And they're going to get
1: the ball. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get the ball from him, and then they're going to pass it back out again. So yeah. But it just feels weird to think that if we have three players who are very fast, very mobile, but they don't keep the ball well, I'm worrying about our ball retention skills. That's what I'm worrying about.
2: I would say this. So, so you, you picture the perfect scenario of how this goes. We somehow get the ball back. We nick it off them. They're dispossessed. You know, s- someone steps up and makes an interception. Quickly, the ball has to get fed to Ozel in a position to find Alexis or Theo or Welbeck making a streaking run in behind. And it has yeah. to be one or two passes to get the ball right up the pitch. We're not going to be interchanging Cochland to Ramsey to Cochland to Ramsey to Ozil to Ramsey to Ozil to Bellerin. That's not going to happen. So to me, it's you get the interception and the game is won in transitions, right? Nick it off Rakitic, quick ball to Ozil. Ozil plays a through ball to Theo and you're in behind. Those are going to be our opportunities. So, you know, I want the maximum chance. To to be able to press to nick it off them in midfield and two passes to a goal opportunity. I just don't think you get that with Giroud.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I see absolutely. why having more mobile gap there is going to make a, make that a better you know better chance of that absolutely. But it's tough to say. I mean, look, there there are certainly <laughs> there are there are key things that are that are positives about having Giroud in there, and there are definitely the drawbacks which you're always good no. and good and no, 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 always. I,
2: I see the benefits in of mind. having him in there, and like like there are games where I would love to go. 4-4-2, play Welbeck and and Giroud up top, you know, and be more direct, or or even Giroud and Alexis, and let Giroud knock it down in the box. Like, I, you want to hear credit for Giroud, the three headers, right? The the header down for the Ozil goal, that gorgeous cushioned header
0: for The
3: for the cool. goal. Oh, that it's was beautiful.
2: And then he had one other, I think, for Ramsey, and he missed one, like. Those aren't just a big lump playing center forward. Those are technically very difficult and, and astute plays. The one for Theo was sensational. I just, In order for plays like that to develop, those you only create those chances when you have a lot of possession, right? Because your midfielders yeah. are flooding forward. There's a second runner in the box. Your center forward is parked at the penalty spot. You've got wide possession so you can play it in. Do we see that kind of game flow against Barca? I don't think so, right?
1: But that wasn't my worry. My worry is about the retention. And, like, mm-hmm. it, in my mind, it would, it would be fine to play Ramsey on the right if it meant having Theo and Alexis up front, because that means that they're still passing in the game, especially if Santi's in the side. Yeah, without but
0: who comes into midfield? Look, like I said, Santi's not, not available. He's not an option. He's not, he's not it's because he's not there. We're, well, so, so we, we, can't, we play, can't consider like, it. Yeah. So it's, it's not a fucking option.
1: Yeah, but we don't have that, so we're going to have to play. Take the risk with either with either Theo up front or Welbeck, you know. We're gonna to have to take that risk. We're gonna to have to and prep as much as we can.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I, I can see it. So now, my, my question for you guys now is, if you could have, now you said you, you might prefer playing Welbeck and Welbeck and Theo in the same side. I think only one of them will play. If you could only choose one of the two, which one do you play, Elliot? Welbeck.
2: Yeah, so I would say Welbeck, but I think I have to hedge that against how fit the manager thinks he really is, given that he's back after almost a year and he just played at the weekend. What he play, 70 minutes, something like that? Um, so, you know, Theo has some big history and big Champions League nights, too. Um, he does come alive in Europe. So I'd be comfortable with either call. I think if you're playing Giroud, I'm, I'm fine with either one. The irony is... Walcott's worst performances this season have been on the wing. His best ones have been through the middle. Um, and I think Welbeck definitely is going to give you more intensity if you're planning to press and a little bit more of a physical option if you do get set pieces. So if he's fit, I lean Welbeck. But I have no no regret if we go with Theo in the Champions League where he's he's genuine, generally been really good.
0: I mean, my, my big issue with that, I mean, is just the fact, one, the conceding possession and the defensive work rate because – it's been at least three seasons before we've seen Theo do good work on the wing defensively, you know, and if I, if we do have him out there on the pitch, I would prefer to see him central. I want to see him through the middle doing that, not out on the wing. Cause that, that's like I said, I, I think that's, we'd really be hurting ourselves by trusting well, him think, to I do the defensive if, work.
1: Yeah. But okay, if, if we play three fast mobile, like pretty much like Theo, Welbeck and Alexis up front, they're gonna interchange. So it doesn't so who starts where. Well will get sixty minutes up front and if 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 it causes them confusion what we'll, they're in change. But you got you're you're right with like Theo shouldn't be on the wing right now. But he needs a goal. If he scores a goal against Barcelona, suddenly he's gonna hot streak again.
0: So the difficulty with the interchanging of those positions is like when they change, are they gonna change and think that they're changing right back? You know, like the communication has to be perfect because the defensive tracking that our wide players are going to have to do is going to be immense. So yeah, that that's just that's just a big concern for me. And that's something I see. I mean, I agree with you guys. I don't, you know, you, you'd almost wonder like, well, what about, you know, the work rate that Joel Campbell shows on the wing is great defensively. I think we get all that work rate as well as the energy and pace with Welbeck with a little more final product. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, I think if you, <laughs> if it were an arsenal, you'd say you got to go with different formation and maybe you go with, 3 in midfield and you go Elneny, Cocklin and Ramsey, you play Ozil as more of a false nine with like well back in Alexis on either side because I don't like it. You you need an extra guy in midfield, but I, well it's it's a moot point we're not going to do it, but like I just I, I think playing a midfield 2 and especially this midfield 2 against Barcelona I, let, let's put it this way. What was the last time our midfield looked remotely functional? I mean it was Cazorla and Cocklin we haven't, we haven't really had a, a display where you said we ran the midfield in a long time. That, m- maybe, the hall, maybe the Hall match, but that, that doesn't really count.
0: Yeah, and, and I, like, I, I, think, I think this partnership needs to be given more time, specifically. Didn't, didn't we have because
2: Cazorla-Coughlin against Man City? Oh, no, no. No, we No, we had Femini, no, Femini, no, Femini. Femini. But,
0: you, but that you know, was our best game without them. Yeah, I, them. I, I think the Ramsey-Coughlin midfield partnership needs to be given more time. I think, I think it can be successful. I truly do. You know, I know people have their issues with Ramsey in midfield, but that's where he's going to be for us for the future. He's not going to be playing there on the wing. So he needs to learn that. And we have to, honestly, the midfield has to adapt to that because he's who's going to be there long term. How much longer but is Kozola going to play there for us?
2: But if he's going to be, yeah. the midfield, if he's going to be in central midfield, I don't think you can pair him with a Cochland type. I think you pair him with a more athletic Arteta type. You know, I mean, ironically, what the definitely... fuck? Arth- what?
0: I, I mean, I, I, Arteta has never been as athletic as Coughlin is right now. Who? Who is? Arteta has never been as athletic as Kokolan is. No, I'm, right sa- now. I'm
2: saying you need. What my point was, you need a more athletic version of Arteta. You need a, a possession, a metronome, a, a, a defensive midfielder who can can collect the ball, distribute the ball quickly, efficiently. Who's not a destroyer? Because Ramsey is going to vacate space. He's going to, you know, he he's going to leave a lot of room to cover. And I don't care if you have fucking Usain Bolt in midfield. You can't cover the amount of space that he's going to leave, so you need you need to be geared more towards possession and someone who can help you have control. You need Ramsey to be able to give the... Here's the problem. When Ramsey gives the ball to Coughlin right now, that that's a, vul, a vulnerable position for us. You need, you need that ball to go to someone who's a safe pair of feet who can maintain possession and distribute like an Arteta did. I mean, when Arteta first came into the side... He was our defensive midfielder, but more through a possession approach than than being physical, and it worked. You know, it worked until he lost his legs.
0: Right, yeah, against certain opposi- opposition, I see that, and I see why that works and why it works out pretty well. I, I actually think Coquelin's distribution's pretty decent and it's been getting better. Fair enough, but l- let me ask you this. How many great, name name the great holding midfielders in world football right now. Like, how many
2: of them are destroyers? That's not really, you know what I mean? That's not really what's out there right now. That's not really what's... What's working?
1: I, 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 I don't think that Coughlan is just a destroyer. I think that because of his aggression and because of his tackling and sometimes like silly slides, I think that he earned that type of aggressive behaviour. But I think there's more to his game. But even even if even if there, I mean, he's still growing. But even if there isn't as much to his game as I'd like to believe that there is, I think that this pairing will get a chance until the end of the season. And if Coughlan doesn't perform with Rams, as good as Arsenal wants them to, I think that we will also a different player. But also, I think Nelly will get a chance as well. So, it's going to be a, a series of, of trying to work out what the best formula is. And I think that once we find it, it's going to work really well for the rest of the team. And that's the most positive thing, that we have so many players in different positions that we can count on. And we're only really missing like uh, replacements, you know, or I mean, you could argue, you could always argue for the upgrade on the striker department any day because of any any club can at this point except Man City and Barcelona at this point. So, like, Buy I me. think that if we <laughs> nah, if, if we'll see what happens to Lewandowski in a couple of years with Pep Guardiola. But like, I think that it's going to take some time for us to fully appreciate um, the Kochel and Ramsey partnership, and it's also going to take us time to. Uh, like find reasons as to why Santi can do what he's doing for the next couple of years because it's kind of hard to imagine him doing this at 32, 33 and I think that El Nani, because our friends don't know much about him and I don't know much about him and what he can actually do it's going to take us time to realise what his actual position is as well in this team because if he gets a permanent position then it's going to reformulate how we, how we, perce- how we perceive the team as well, so I mean, I'm just going to give it as much time as it needs, really. We have a lot of players who can play different positions. And, I mean, I don't think Wilshire's going to have a starting role anytime soon, but everyone has their role in this team, you know? And,
0: well, like, like just, you said, just there's going about- to be a big shuffle in the midfield over the summer. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot that's going to happen, yeah. and there's going to be some changing in the pecking order with a couple players going out who haven't really played for shit. And then, you know, we, fingers crossed, you can have Wilshire potentially be healthy through a preseason. And be part of the team next season. I mean, it's sad because it it really is in Abu Dhabi territory where it's just kind of like a hypothetical if he could stay fit, which
2: you can't plan around him. No, at this point. not at all. You have to take him being available as a bonus. You, right. you, it's,
0: it's insane. It's pure, purely purely a luxury. Purely a luxury. But you have a mid. What I would
1: say. What I would say though, is that a lot of how we perceive what 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 it's important having a team is like it's like learned behavior. So when we've seen Busquets and the role he plays for Barcelona, we've all wanted to have a Busquets in our team. I mean, without being actually Busquets. But, like, we've all wanted that type of player him. in our team. Biscuit, I know, Biscuit's but like, we don't want... The, we don't, Fuck that
2: guy. Well, I don't, we don't want him as a player. I just mean I think he is a
1: fantastic player. But that's, but that's what I meant. He is an amazing football player.
0: And, which makes know? it all the more and infuriating course, that he's a diving cunt.
1: I know, I know, I know. But, but I'm just ignoring that part for right now, okay? We, before Busquets in the game, okay everyone wanted someone like Makalele, okay? Before Makalele, everyone wanted someone like fucking Nicky Butt or someone Roy Keane or Peter Criera. Every Edgar, generation, Edgar it, the, the style changes of what we want. We had Gilberto, and we I don't think we appreciated him until he left, you know?
0: And I think that... we never replaced him. <laughs> I mean, no, but, hey, hey, uh, he Hey, he's vouching for Coughlin, right? He's, he's at least said that himself. I th-
1: yeah, but look, this is what I mean. I think that Coughlin... I think that we might not even really appreciate Coughlin. like so, Okay, for example, if Coughlin and Ramsey, somehow, this year win the title, somehow, they finish very strongly. Are we going to appreciate that partnership more? I think so. But in the moment, we will feel very unsure about it, because we've seen Coughlin do some things that are sometimes amateur, but sometimes they can be seen as him being less of a complete player. But as a partnership, if he works well with Ramsey and it helps us win, I think that we might see his roles differently because but at the same time in Europe when we're facing Barcelona, Bayern Munich, all these big sides, we're gonna want a player that can match their level, their tempo, you know, and control the game. And I don't think that we can envision someone like Kochan doing that. And I completely understand that point of view. And I think that once I mean once we've reached that kind of eliteness, uh, the place for Kochalan probably won't be there. But a player like him will always have his use, especially in the Premier League
2: i i i don't disagree with that, I think, look, what you need as a team is as much about the team you have you know than it is just about like you look at Manchester United and why it doesn 't work. They just focus on the player they 're getting, not what's what the need is for the squad they have right
1: so That's like a new philosophy
2: right it it just it doesn 't work, so I think you look at Arsenal and like to me it's not so much, oh, we need a DM or we need a striker. It's that we need players that are complementary. And, like, I struggle to see Ramsey working in a two in midfield with Ozil at 10 with with Coughlin long term. Now, I, I could be totally wrong. They could develop a brilliant partnership. It's not because I don't rate either player. I, I rate, obviously, both of them and Ramsey exceptionally highly. But the question is, do they have the right combination of skills and attributes to their game that suit that setup i think it's incredibly challenging to play a two in midfield in the premier league for 38 games you know with with the style of play and the way teams counterattack and the physicality of it um, we 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 were a team that used to control midfield and play people yeah. off the park in midfield that is not us anymore we do a lot yeah. of building up on the flanks we do a lot of overloading on the flanks. A lot of our buildup comes that way. We do not, you know, you, you look at the passing numbers and, you know, routinely Arteta used to have like 100 passes or 100 completed passes in a game. It's just not that way. You know, Cochran might have, you know, half that. In a game. So we're changing style, and that's totally fine. I think the reason Kazorla worked so well is because he didn't have to exchange passes with Cochran to get the ball upfield. He could beat a man and carry it there. And Ramsey mm-hmm. isn't necessarily as suited to doing that. So if Ramsey and Coughlin are going to work for me, Ramsey's going to have to be able to give the ball to Coughlin. He's going to have to be able to receive it in good space, be available, find that open space, that that vulnerability in the midfield. Let Ramsey make the forward run and give it back or give it wide. He'll learn that, and maybe that's what will make it work. But Ramsey is never going to play like Santi Cazorla or Jack Wilshere or, or Thomas Rosicki. He's never going to be a a dribbly carry it, you know, beat a man and carry it through midfield type of player. Where he's hugely and hugely. Uh, unique and special and talented, and we haven't seen it as much this season is the secondary runs, the the furthest run forward beyond the forwards, into the box, finishing chances. Now he hasn't been finishing the chances this season. Um but when you consider that Ramsey is often the furthest forward in an arsenal move, that's a tremendous amount of space in behind him in a midfield two that one guy has to mop up because Ozo's not going to drop back into that space. And our and our wide players our, our fullbacks are often bombed forward so to me the balance isn't necessarily there it's not about rating the players it's about their attributes lining up and that for me i think is is off i will say when it comes to the striker and i know the the quants and the you know the a- analytics guys will say it's about creating good chances and xg and you know the more good chances you create eventually everything reverts to a mean you win blah 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 but like i still think your number one scorer can't be a guy who scores 18 goals, and your number two scorer scores 16. I, I still think you need a 20, 23, 24, 25, 26 goal a season striker who wins you a couple games on the strength of his own quality, And and I could be dead wrong about that, but that's the one area where I think, talent level-wise, we're still below where we need to be.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I mean, look, we but we're in a decent position to finish with a striker only scoring that many goals and potentially winning the league. But uh, but I'm with you. I, I I think we do need an upgrade there. Um, but to win we, the league, we, we, though, we need, we need Joaquin,
2: to... just real quick, so one of the guys is going to have to step up and go on a goal scoring run, right? Because because what Giroud hasn't scored what in like six games or something now? It's Five been a games. While. But, he, but he's um, been creating. I I get it. No, I, I get it. But like, we're gonna someone's gonna have to pick up the slack of goal scoring between now and the end of the season.
0: No, I agree, and I think a lot of those goals need to come from midfield as well as our no, wide a wide posts. Particularly, right?
2: I mean, nil nil against Southampton. Nil, nil, nil too too nil many, against, too many games yeah. where we're not scoring much, nil, and that's, that's not
0: enough. And we, not only that, we also need to we need to start padding our goal difference because the fact that Tottenham have such a, a superior one to us is shameful. So that that needs work. Well, look, we need to move on. Let's talk a little bit about United. Oh, one other thing. Well, as I say, move on. I want to put in the last quip. Right? I'm just curious when I think about when I think you want to
1: talk. You want to talk about. You want to talk about shit. <laughs>
0: yeah i want to talk about shit but when we look at these other midfielders who play this box-to-box role in the past you know Elliot, you're talking about you're talking about ramsey getting on to the end of these these last runs the end of the box i mean how many times is steven gerrard doing that how many times was frank lampard doing that for his team but somehow somehow they, they found a way to they found a way to deal with it though Steven Gerrard was the problem at Liverpool, not the solution. Like, no, I'm talking like believe... ten years ago, Steven Gerrard, when he I led them agree. to European he was the glory. Even then, you, th- you really I mean, think so? You, th- you thought yeah, he was the problem back I, I then? Think, I think Steven Gerrard's commitment to this
2: buccaneering style and, like, you know, driving through the midfield and, like, no sense of positional awareness and being wherever he wanted, I think that was a problem. I mean, it was a problem for England, that's for sure. And I, you know, I'm no England scholar. I think Lampard benefited from being deployed in a more attacking solution when you had guys like Essien and Obi Mikel behind him. Of course he could fucking do
0: that, man. Yeah, that's true. That that, that was a stronger platform. You're right, you're right. He had, he was playing more. Yeah,
1: Gerard Gerard had Alonso and Mosh Carano, and before they had Harmon, okay, Dietmar Harmon. As for Lampard, he's had Essien, Makalele, and he's also had Balak whenever... They've been injured or out. And Obi Mikel, when he was sometimes decent...
2: Well, they so, can play both, think, Essien and Mikel.
0: But, but, but the funny thing is that everyone, yeah. everyone considers these guys Chelsea, box-to-box Chelsea played midfields. at three midfield.
1: Yes.
3: Right,
0: yes. But, yeah. but the thing is, these guys are considered box-to-box midfielders, yet they're playing in the 10 position, which is kind of funny, because you normally you think, like, the eight who is the second of that pivot or the second other midfielder is the guy who is... I mean, that's who we label as the box-to-box midfielder, right? Well, those so, teams
2: didn't really deploy a 10. Like, who was Liverpool's ten?
0: Like you said Steven Jarrett played there for a while. I mean really he was kind of the 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 thrust through the middle, right? Yeah.
2: I mean they you know the the problem of Ozil is that like he's so fantastic but you need to give him that platform so he can go find that space in the attacking half and and pop up wherever he sees space and opportunity and you need that solidity behind him to give him that platform. I mean you know Chelsea as much as I hate them they they built from the back in such a way that they gave guys like, you know, Lampard had a particular skill set. He wasn't the most skilled player. I mean, he's he's
1: shit. Elliot, Elliot, L- L- this is the this is the wrong season to compliment Chelsea.
0: This is the well, absolute I, worst. No, of- no, no.
2: But I'm saying that they've gotten obviously they've gotten away from that, out right. right? Like, I mean, well, look, it, we we, we've, dig- okay. we
0: we've, we've digressed. I mean, I'm sorry for setting us down this rabbit hole of you fucking the 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 never the never laugh, solved you know, Gerard you know, and Lampard fucking it. debate. Uh, but let's move on to United. So United have been shit this entire season, much to our delight. It's been really fun. But it's not that fun until you fucking beat them. So – and we've, we've done again, Beat them again. Right? And we've beat done them that. again. But I want to do it again. I want to do it at Old Trafford in the league.
1: I want I'm, Welbeck to get a hat trick.
0: That'd be beautiful. Look, we already got – look, I'm not greedy. I just want the fucking win. I would love a Welbeck hat trick. I'd love to see him be able. to I want to say,
1: "Damn, team. Daniel!" three times in a row, every fucking second. Like
2: as as poor as they as as he maybe has been this season, Rooney was starting to find some form, and it's
0: fantastic. That oh, he's I'm not so happy. There. I'm so happy he's not in. You know, I literally mean,
2: the only player that scares you is Martial now. Like other than that, like they just don't
1: worry you. Yeah, and I think we can take care of his his experience. Let's hope that we can.
0: I hope so. I mean, he gave us a lot of trouble when he was at Monaco, but he didn't really show much of it when we faced them. So. Long may that continue. Um, it, it's it's going to be a really big. It's, it's I'm I'm not nervous about that match. I mean, but it's also you can't really focus. You got to focus on what's ahead of you. So it's kind of like you know you don't know how the confidence is going to be after this this Barcelona match. You hope you get a respectable result, so you're not having to gather yourself on the, ba- on the back of like a of a spanking. I don't want to say a scoreline of what I think could happen, but you know I, I think it's I think it's the best case scenarios to go into it and have and be ready to go and ready to take these guys and uh, and give them the beating that they deserve. I'd like Like that.
1: I said, we have like, to me, we have like eight or nine cup finals in a row and I don't think we can breathe until April. Just about. Like, even in April, so, I, I mean, I'm excited.
2: I know it's so overblown and so over-talked about the whole mental strength thing, but I think we're about to enter the real definition of mental strength, not... Not can you win a game, but can you stay focused at the highest level, week in, week out, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday? Because Barcelona, more than anything, are a test of your mental concentration, your focus and concentration. You drop concentration for a second, and they're in behind you. And then you go too old. we
1: we 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 could blow this whole season in three weeks. Yeah. And none of us want to see that.
2: No, I mean, you go to Old Trafford, you have a replay in the FA Cup, you have a second leg at the New Camp, the most intimidating place to go and play football. You have uh, a a North London derby that will be the biggest in a decade. Yeah, away. So, I mean, apart from the quality we're going to need, just the, the focus every game. And then here's the reality, right? We have nothing but easy league fixtures at home the rest of the way. And the
1: scary April, thing about April's a breeze. April's a breeze.
2: Yeah, but Alex, you know the scary thing, you can almost see that's where you finally say, "All right, we can breathe, we can exhale." And then we,
1: and then we lose points, though.
2: Yeah, course. and that's that's going to be the challenge. It's not going to be hard to get up for Barcelona, for United, for Spurs. It's going to be hard to get up for, you know, Sunderland at home, that kind of thing. It, that that's but
1: that's the word. that's what that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping the players that want to play in the Euros. They bring they they bring their game back. Like especially like Santi, Wilshere. They add an extra dimension to our game. Well back. Even Theo, you know, these are players that are competing for places. You know.
2: That's a great I point. really hope
1: that they bring yeah, you know, they have to bring their A game. Otherwise, Except you know, they're losing the out.
2: The manager doesn't have a huge history of rotating especially in the league. So the question is, you know, how will he work them in if he does?
1: Yeah, but Elliot, if if we beat Hull I hope we do, if we beat Hull away, you know, a lot of players are going to get a chance to play in the next leg, mm-hmm. and if this is where the, if we get we if our B team wins the FA Cup this season, it will feel even fucking better than the last two. Well, by the by know, the time we but, reach
0: the final, I think the first team will be back in. But
1: well, that, yeah, that's true.
0: But look, look, this is great. If we get if we get through this, you have a chance to in the next round potentially. You get to play Jack Wilshire, You get to play Mohamed Elneny. You know these guys are going to get more matches. Joel Campbell needs matches now. You know, well back through the middle or, or, or wall cut through the middle. In, in the cup, that's where they're going to play if they get it. And that's that's the yeah. only place they're going to get it because we're going to need every other moment for breathing room for our, our first 11. They're going to be overworked. Well, that's
1: good. It's good that we can play a second squad, usually at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, there, there is no the second
1: eleven. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only possibility for crisis right. now is center back, right? With Gabrielle injured, we just got to gotta coax – Murta Sacker and Kashelny through games until he's back. Cause Just, I, yeah, I don't think we want to be playing chambers in, in central defense in any of these big fixtures, you no, know, no,
0: offense. I mean, I, I best like case, that. best case scenario. He, he only plays the remaining the next couple FA cup matches as a center back, maybe as a right back rotated in or something, but that's, I'm going to, I'm going to say,
2: that I was wrong, really, really wrong, or look like I might have been really wrong about one thing. I was convinced that Chambers, the one place he absolutely should not be deployed, is in midfield. And when he's come in, uh, and limited times when he's come in, I actually think he's looked really, really good there. Um, I think he's looked decent. Yeah, I, well, the reason it surprised me so much is we saw it against Liverpool, right? That That home game where he started against Liverpool, and every time the ball came to him, he looked like he was going to shit himself, and they took it right off him and could have scored many, many goals that way. I said, you know, that's not the composure and control of a guy who's going to play in midfield. But he's come back from that. That was a real low ebb for him. Um, you know, it's funny. We've had players this season who have had really low ebbs. I look at Giroud and, like, one of the big compliments I can pay him is that that loss against uh, – was it Zagreb where he got sent off? Right? Yeah. Where he gets sent oh, off and we lose away and our Champions League dreams are lying in tatters – and he had been off to a bad start for the season, and he had been benched in the FA Cup final, and you think his Arsenal career maybe is slipping away now. I mean, that was a really low moment for him, and he came back from that with huge goals and a big streak. Um, So, you know, credit to him. Same with Chambers in that Liverpool game. There have been a lot of players who have come back this season and showed character. Joel Campbell, what he did during a period where we needed him when everybody thought he was, you know, not not a relevant player anymore. Same with Matthew Flamini who, you know, I can't stand him and, and I don't think he was brilliant, but he had to play for six straight weeks and put in some shifts. So we've gotten performances from the players you maybe didn't expect. Now it's time for the players you expect, right? I mean, if we're going to win anything this season, Ozil's going to carry us there. Alexis is going to carry us there. You know, those two have a lot of uh, – Ramsey's going to have to step up with goals and carry us there. The, the, your best players now have to step you up. Kishelny, too yeah yeah i agree
0: well it's I'll uh think. it's time to put up or shut up because that's it's where we're at it's the business and i mean we're not it's not the end of the season but this is a time when it all matters and like you said a couple results here in these in these weeks and we could go from treble to i don't know what the fuck would rhyme with treble but uh yeah to nothing and that's not where we want to be Does, doesn't rhyme. no no it doesn't rhyme that's why i preface that
2: treble to rubble treble mm-hmm. to
0: rubble sure sure that's, I'll, I'll take that. It's passable. I, It's close enough. We'll give it to you, Elliot. Um, Thank you. We've got a couple questions. Uh, we'll, put this, we'll put this to the panel. We'll start sure. with, with you, Alex. Walcott and Welbeck. This is from Pigmundia. Pigmundia? Mm-hmm. Mundia? Yeah, something like that. At Pigmundia. Mundia. From Pigman J. Hamkenstein. This is his name. Hmm. Walcott and Welbeck. Who do you have more faith in contributing to Arsenal winning the league? Who's going to be more important in the run-in, Alex?
1: I think Welbeck is more important to the stability of the side, but I think that Walcott will get more goals. So
0: both. So way to ride the fence, you fuck. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> Elliot, sorry, can, you give sorry, me a, can you give me a definitive answer since this guy doesn't want to slight anybody and wants to appease both sides?
1: Who's going to get more first-team games? and contribute That's, the that's, not, that's not what well, we asked. Probably Welbeck. Okay, Welbeck. Fine, Welbeck. I love Theo, by the way. Sorry, Joseph. I do love Theo. I'm being a prick right now, but I do I, love Theo.
2: I do too.
0: Um, Your answer?
2: I think if Theo gets a run at center forward again, and we can replicate the way we were playing when he was playing center forward when we thrashed United 3-0, I think th- Theo, what people forget is right before he went out injured and when he was playing center forward, he was in some seriously hot form, man. He was he was playing well, and he was starting to live up to what we kind of sort of hoped he could do. Now, granted, it was like four four matches or something, you know,
0: but right. it was
2: a short I, I think if he gets a run at center That's forward... That's how
1: easy we're excited, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> four I, good matches. We'll, we'll take any good match. We'll take we'll, anything right now.
2: You know, who's really lighting your hair on fire at center forward at Arsenal right now? So for me, I, I think, if you ask Our me... Our best
1: player this season is in Monreal.
2: Yeah, this. this Prob- well, no, it's Ozil. Or Czech? I think Ozil.
1: Yeah, oh, I think Ozil had like about a few weeks.
2: Czech che- it- might be a good shout. Look, if I have to pick between the two, I'd say Theo only because I think he'll play more. I think we have to expect that Welbeck will have the setback here and there, the muscle injury. He's been out that long, um, and I don't know that he's going to get as many chances. So I'd say Theo, but I I love Welbeck. I think he'll be impactful in some big games, but more consistently I'd still I'd still bet on Theo.
0: Alright, let's move on to the next question from Kyle Huffnagel at Kyle Huffnagel. Who's gonna give your backline more trouble? Suarez, Messi, or Neymar? Alex?
1: Uh, who paid the least amount of tax?
0: Neymar. Um, Messi. <laughs> Messi cool. had to settle. I know Neymar Neymar still Look,
1: look, look, look. Joaquin, this all depends on who's playing this shadowy motherfucking position. If is playing in the fucking shadows, making those balls through the middle, which he's gonna do. I don't think it's gonna be messy. It's fucking messy. How can you
0: uh, I have a feeling. I have this really weird, bad, <laughs> bad feeling that after all the times that we faced Suarez and he Suarez has not performed well against Arsenal for Liverpool. Like he no. he is he's not scored goals or done it. I feel like it's going to be that like that time when we faced them and they had Ibrahimovic and Ibrahimovic was you know labeled like wouldn't do shit in Europe and then he came and scored a brace against us. I have a feeling it's going to be I feel like it's going to be Suarez tomorrow, not Neymar. It'll probably or not Messi. It'll probably be a Messi assist to fucking Suarez, but
1: But that's what I mean. If Messi passes Suarez an amazing through ball.
0: Yeah. That's, that's almost as bad. So it, it is, it is. But I mean, I, I think the guy with with the that's actually going to be on the cutting edge and the end of the goals. Hopefully not more than one. Uh, I think
1: Neymar will dive tomorrow. I think Neymar will dive a few times.
0: Well, I mean that's a pretty safe bet most days.
1: Yeah, but I mean I mean the dive that will get a penalty, sadly.
0: Not another penalty decision against Barcelona. Get the fuck out.
2: If you ask me, who's who's going to cause the most trouble? It's Messi because he's the best player.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, Su- I, I, I think Suarez is actually like, it's, it's undoubted that Messi is still the best player, but like Suarez is at the level where he can, he can influence a game almost just as much as, as Messi can. Like I I, I think he's going to be the thorn in the side.
2: So. Here's the problem. Who's going to pick up Messi? Like wh- how are we going to defend Messi? Right. He pops up in those spaces between the midfield and the back four where like, we are so vulnerable. I mean, with all due respect to Coughlin and Ramsey, tackling Messi is a whole other ball of wax to anything they face. And, like, when he comes inside and he's in that sort of deep forward role, it's tough. It's really tough. And, I mean, you're talking about the side. You know, he he can pop up on the side that Bellerin's on who doesn't have nearly the experience with something like that. And then he can drop in behind Coughlin and, and in front of the back four. and just You know, I'm not saying he's the one who's going to get the goals, but I could see him being our tormentor in chief. Yeah. And that wouldn't surprise anyone. By the way, you know who tormented got... us the most? Messi. I feel like when we played Barcelona, Messi. actually, I'd say Danny Alves. Like anytime he's popped up in those wide overlapping positions, yeah. But man, we
1: had trouble picking
2: him up.
0: Messi's got crazy numbers. He's got like what five goals against us and whatever yeah. matches. I don't know. He, we, have to, we have
1: to, we have to, po- we have to, poison him.
0: Well, I think, I think the matches <laughs> at the the Camp Nou. I, I forget the stat, but I think at the Camp Nou, he's he's destroyed us. He hasn't done a lot in London. But every time we go back to Spain... He,
1: he scored like, like five goals at the Camp Nou, but almost none at London. Right. I think only... Because David David Villa got a few at London. And Ibrahimovic?
0: Villa did the brace that one time. Uh, yeah. I believe... Or no, no, Villa got the one goal on the, in the 2-1 that we won. I think Ibrahimovic scored twice. Was That the, was that was the draw, right? That was a 2-2. That was the 2-2. And then he we went back with the fucking decimated squad and got rolled over. Um, it was beautiful. No, no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets.
2: The um, only regret I have is Nick Bentner not finishing that chance,
1: <laughs> or Van yeah. Persie getting sent off for fucking what?
2: Yeah, but like to be fair, he should have known better. The, the way we were playing in that
0: match was kind of, was kind of like a turtle just <laughs> oh, putting in that. I'm I'm more mad at Van Persie for the yellow card he got directly before halftime. That was stupid as fuck. It was on that wasn't it just on the for arguing. Line. It was it was descent and it was like really? a throw in and he like pushed them. It was just it was the dumbest fucking. It was a yellow card for descent, right at halftime over a throw in or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, that was it. Right at the oh, very oh. end. That was at the very end of the first half, and then it just bit us in the ass. Guys,
1: I think it's Giroud and two other players. If they get a yellow card tomorrow, they're out for the second leg. Yeah. So they have to be it's,
0: careful. It's Giroud, uh, Ozil, and one other one. I'd be like Koscielny or someone. Hopefully not. I don't know. I Emergency figured it was the third. Not positive. Um, one of the, one of the, we'll just get one more question in it. We got this one from a few different people. Oh, you might know where we're going with this. Why are you such a pod whore? It's a fair question. It's a fair question.
2: Um, so I'm just a guy who can't say no. Right. Um, that's why I have a baby. Um, and so like, fair. I was on the Ars to Mouse podcast, which is, like, the greatest thing ever, and I'm so happy and thrilled to be able to be on that because the guys are great and it's a lot of fun. And then, Joaquin, you were nice enough to occasionally ask me on, and, like, how could I say no to you? You look like Jesus. Like, I have to say yes to that. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mean Lean over at Arsenal Vision was trying to put a podcast together, and he asked me if I'd host it. And, like, I was doing the guesting thing, and he, he was like, you know, you want to help me get it off the ground? And so my intention was, like, I'll just help him do it for a little bit. And then, you know, one of my favorite things is when Chris from Arsenal America asked me to be on his podcast. And so, like, you know, that's a huge, like, like honor because it's an amazing podcast and he gets, like, the, the greatest guests ever. So... You can't say no to any of those things. And the way I look at it is like, who the fuck am I, right? I'm just some guy who has opinions about Arsenal. Like, to me, saying no to someone asking me to be on their podcast is super arrogant. Like, what am I supposed to be? No, I do too many podcasts. Sorry, I I have to limit my exposure. Like, fuck that, man. If someone wants to have me on their podcast, I'm super excited about it. Like, the fact that anybody wants to hear any of the shit I have to talk about this club I love fills me with joy. I love doing it, so fuck that. If 30 people ask me to do their podcast,
0: as long as I have the time, I'm going to do it. There you, you know, go, guys. Because, you, those of you with the Fletching podcast, call Elliot. He will join yeah, you at well, any point. Well,
2: Joaquin, right? Like, you hear so that, Hawking? Asked... What?
1: You're, you're an arrogant piece of shit. You refuse to be on any other podcast.
0: <laughs> Elliot will go right, anywhere, or, or no one will invite. You even... One of the other. One or the other. I don't know which one it is.
2: Like honestly, yeah. can you imagine thinking so much of yourself that if someone asks you to be on their pod, you'd be like, "Well, I can't. I can't be that exposed. I have to limit. I have to limit my exposure." Like,
0: come on. Yeah. That'd be a I
2: mean, boring. look. If you knew what I did for a living, there is no greater whoring yourself out in the <laughs> universe than what my actual job is. So anything I do on a podcast pales in comparison to the absolute, just top level whoring that I do. I'm kidding. I, you know, I'm lucky to do what I do, and it's fun. And it's great, and I represent some great products. But I mean, you know, look. Yeah. It is what it is, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll leave that there. I didn't. Wasn't really. really would need the full in depth. Answer, but we, we got it anyway, and we're appreciative. And we appreciate having it. It was weekend. like an it's Oscar speech. <laughs> well,
2: you know, look, I, I admit that the pod whore label is appropriate. I just want to make it clear that it's more because I think it would be the most arrogant thing in the world to say no if somebody's like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast?
0: I feel you. Well, I, I respect oh. that. You know what? We didn't get done yet. We didn't get predictions for the scoreline against United at Old Trafford. So I'm gonna start with you, Alex. Three, yeah. three, nil. Three, nil. I like it. Three, nil, mm. three, nil.
2: So you're picking United to win 3-0? That's
1: depressing. No, 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 no. I'm picking the away team with, damn, Daniel, to score the three goals. Do You mean 0-3? 0-3. N- that is the correct score, sir.
2: <laughs> um, I would say the only thing that worries me is just... I mean, truthfully, the good thing is we're going Tuesday-Sunday. so It's not so bad. Um, I just hope it's not a big letdown against Barca because it'll drag our sar- s- sad asses back to... Old Trafford with that, but, but Hey, quick question. Do they have to play Michelin or whatever again this week, or do they get the week in between?
0: I think they get the week in between.
2: Do they? Cause I know there's like 40 UEFA Europa League games left.
0: Yeah. I, I, at, so, at some point they have to make it up. Yeah. Alex can check, you, you know, cause they have to make it up cause they are still at the round of 32 right now. So they have to make oh, you up. Know what? No, I mean, they
2: wouldn't play it this week cause they just played Monday for against Shrewsbury. So forget right. that. But so here's what I'll say. I think, I still think we'll win. I just don't think we'll thrash them as much because we just played Barcelona. Somebody I'm going to go for I'm going to go for two nil Arsenal. All
0: right, I'm going two one to the Arsenal. I've got, we got a lot of we got a lot of fame. Most of the big victories I remember for Arsenal over United were two one, really tight, cagey affairs. I, I just feel... think they struggle
2: to score. They'll have all the possession and we'll have all the goals. That's how I see it.
0: I hope so. I'm all right with that. We'll
2: have all the ball. Like we will, it, we're not going to have the ball. But like, they just I don't see how they trouble us.
1: Guys, they're playing they're playing uh they're playing the the stupid Danish team, Michilon, in two days. Oh they oh, are No way. get what? the fuck out.
2: So they're yeah. going Monday? Wait, they're going Monday, Thursday. Thursday
1: Sunday, Sunday yeah. They're that's fucking funny. idiots. Oh that's beautiful. <laughs> that's I have a question, I have a question. Fantastic. I have a question. Is Fellaini injured and Rooney? They're both injured?
0: I don't know if Fellaini I forgot he's injured. Fro. I mean, you're just I think, out of favor. I
1: think injured. I think they're gonna play Marshall up front and Dipe and Lin- Lingard, Lingard on the on the wing. That's what they're gonna play. And I think Mata. I've never seen him so poor in my life since he was like 14 and a, and a really sad boy at Valencia.
0: So he, he scored
2: a nice free kick today. He scored he did. a nice yeah,
0: he, kick found, he found his level, Joaquin. Yep. <laughs> it sure is very. Yes indeed. Look, yes indeed. They're, they're, look, they're going to play
1: better against us, but I still think we'll we'll play better than them. I hope so anyway.
0: They'll they'll have the ball, we'll have the goals. Yeah. I and I don't think yep. they I don't think they're going to dominate possession against us. I mean like they they might have That's kind more of, what of it. what they do right now though. The sterile domination thing. That's kind of their thing now. They've but taken... I, I think we're just I think we're just too dangerous and too good for them on that level right now. Like we I, I just control don't control
2: think... the ball against anybody anymore. We really don't.
0: No, yeah, not in that same way. Certainly not that. Not in that same way. Well, I think we control we we control games
1: differently, but I think that against United, um, if we can not be so bad at finishing, it might be a very good scoreline. I could see that. Otherwise, it could be it could be like what like said, two one, or or like you said, two nil.
2: By the way, we've put my baby completely to sleep. <laughs> well done. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Well done.
1: Yeah.
2: Well,
0: before I'll we go, I put my
1: baby completely to sleep too. <laughs>
2: ah, good
0: work, good work. Here I am, empty pint. What am I doing? This is bullshit. It's the best kind of pipe. (sighs) I just finished one. Well, actually I can't, you know, uh, water. Uh, I know. Lame, lame. Can't even look to my name, Mm -hmm. but what can you do? Um, So anyways, it's, it's going to be exciting. Big matches this week. If you're around, get out to the pub, get out and, you know, get support locally. If you can, you know, get to the pub, enjoy yourself. I remember the best memory I had actually was with Chris of the Ars America podcast what, back in the day when he used to go to the pub on occasion instead of hiding behind his couch. Oh wow! Um, and we were there for the first leg when we beat uh, Barcelona two one, and that was that's a moment I'll never forget. And so that was Chris is there with me at the Fox and Hounds of Studio C. So if you're there, if you're around in LA, make it out there. I will be there tomorrow.
1: What will you do if we win? That was a question for both of you.
0: Uh... you celebrate. I'll have. What if it's I, don't a good have win? I don't have anything. I don't have anything booked tomorrow in the afternoon. I'm hanging out with Mark. You know Mark. Uh, Cuninho, yeah. 88. He's going to come to the pub. So he's either going to shit on me when we lose or shut his mouth after we win. He fight.
1: supports United right now. I don't. Think he can't shit on you. He
0: can't really say much. So he's, he's basically know.
1: he's basically shitting himself. So
0: <laughs> I'm either going to do something glamorous like try not to wake the baby. There you go. <laughs> 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 That's a good start. I, I'm either I'm either going to go play some golf or go for a hike and then celebrate with drinks after if we win. Fuck you in the awesome weather. <laughs>
1: is it is it weird that I'm more nervous for United than I am for Barcelona?
0: Yes. No,
2: no. I think that makes complete sense because there's more riding. Than yeah, United.
0: exactly. There is there is less pressure to get a result like we talked about. So I know, but I mean, uh, in terms of in ter- competitively, like I, you know, I. No, I, feel like I think way, tomorrow could be
1: mean. fun to watch, but it could hurt also.
0: <laughs> it sure could. It sure could. Um also guys, there's a big big news since we've fucking last, last spoken here is that uh, Arsenal are coming to the West Coast. They're gonna be in San Jose and Los Angeles. They're not they're North not the South only South. ones. They're not the only ones. These cats, these got ga- I don't know. I don't know how to point to you guys. But <laughs> these fine fellows, Elliot and Alex, are both gonna be bumming it on my couch in LA. Can do. Or, or maybe not. Maybe so. We'll see. There's there's a there's already a wait list, I think, for that couch or the other one. Oh, my God. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, That's there's going to be here. shady as hell. <laughs> 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 yeah, that did sound pretty rough. But, um, pretty shady. But, anyways, Arsenal we'll, will be in California. They will be in San Jose. I'll be making it up to the Bay Area for that. That is the plan. Um, and we'll be doing stuff here in L.A. So we'll be happy to coordinate and plan some events. We're planning a beach party with all you fun, crazy cats that come down to L.A. So I'll happily organize that. If you guys are coming, please let us know. Let, talk to your Ars- Arsenal America chapters, find out stuff with us. I'm going to be trying to talk to them, see if we can help arrange, you know, putting together some events here in town. Um, I'm so, in
1: charge of the music. I
0: I guess. Up the alcohol. I guess. That's yes. The alcohol. Definitely not. You're definitely not the mixologist. We don't all want to drink fucking Jim Beam, Red Stag, or the fuck <laughs> it is he's drinking with with like Monster Energy. That's lit- this is literally what he drinks. Yuck. It's yep. fucking horrendous. I, I, I'm going to be drinking hey. as much bourbon as you'll find, find me, and that, that's it. That sounds good. We can we can do that. Bourbon pints. Sounds dangerous. Um, but, yeah, that'll be exciting. So they'll be coming to L.A. We will be here. You guys are all welcome. My couch might be taken, but uh, but you can come hang out and party and have fun with us anyway. So please get out here. If you can get here to L.A. this summer, do it. It's going to be a blast. I promise Let me show you a good time, all of you. <laughs> and uh and yeah and be show you a bad time <laughs> wow well, if depends on what kind of bad you're looking for but that's neither here nor there uh, but anyways uh, thank you so much for coming on guys it's been a pleasure hopefully we'll have a good week yeah, of here. wins or decent well, results said. and uh it's been a pleasure as always so you can follow you can follow Elliot on Twitter at Yankee Gunner you can follow Alex at underscore the Beck underscore and me at Morning Pint um, So until next week Hopefully we will have some positive things to talk about Cheers guys Cheers Cheers.
3: A hypocrite in 2015. Once I finished this, witnesses will convey just what I mean. Been feeling this way since I was 16. Came to my senses. You never liked this anyway. Fuck your friendship. I meant it. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the moon. Heritage of a small village, part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind. My hair is nappy. My dick is big. My nose is rounded. wide, You hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture. You're fucking evil. I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. You vandalized my perception, but can't take. Down from it, and this is more than confession. I mean I might press the button just so you know my discretion. I'm guarding my feelings, I know that you feel it. You sabotage my community, making the killing. You made me a killer, emancipation of a real nigga. The black of the demo, that's weedy bitches.
0: The black
3: of the belly, the sweetie The black for the demo, the sweetie the black of the, 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 the belly. The... I saw them like a slur, call me black. Man I said them would be in a chain, cause we black I'm a channel, nigga, a chain full of rocks And oh, you don't know, see the rip, left side, far we back But now we have a big whip back from the black Oh, them are so we from the start I'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015 Once I finish this witness, this will convey just what I mean I mean it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society That's what you're telling me, penitentiary would only hire me Curse me till I'm dead Church me with your fake prophesizing that I'ma be just another slave in my head Institutional lies, manipulation and lies Reciprocation of freedom only live in your eyes You hate me, don't you? I know you hate me just as much as you hate yourself Jealous of my wisdom and I adults Watching me as I pull up, fill up my tank then pill out Muscle cars like pull-ups, show you what these big wills about. Ah Black is successful, this black man meant to be special. Cat scans on my radar, bitch. How can I help you? How can I tell you I'm making a killing? You made me a killer, emancipation of a real nigga. The black of the belly, the weed of bitches, the black of the belly, the sweet bitches, the black of the belly, the sweet and bitches, the black of the belly. I saw them like a slur. I'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015 When I finish this, if you listen, it's sure you will agree. This plot is bigger than me, it's generational hatred. Is grimy, little justification. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the heart of a fucking Aryan. I'm black as the name of Tyrone and Darius. Excuse my French, but fuck you. No, fuck y'all. That's as blunt as it gets. I know you hate me, don't you? You hate my people. I can tell cause it's threats when I see you. I can tell cause your waist is evil. No, I can tell because you in love with the desert eagle. Thinking maliciously, he get a chain, then you gon' bleed him. It's funny how Zulu and Dosa might go to war. Two tribal armies that want to build and destroy Remind me of these Captain crip gangs that live next door with power rules, only death settled the score. So, no matter how much I say, I like to preach with the Panthers. Or tell Georgia State Marcus Garvey got all the answers. Or try to celebrate February like it's my bday, Or eat watermelon, chicken, and Kool Aid on weekdays. Or jump high enough to get Michael Jordan endorsements. Or watch BD because urban support is important. So, why did I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street? When gangbanging make me kill a nigga blacker than me. Hypocrite.